Welcome to Brillante, the podcast with a French accent which gives a voice to women who move the lines. My name is Jeanne Dussartel, and between Zurich, where I live, and Paris, where I come from, my goal is to meet the sparkling, powerful, talented and inspiring women with atypical backgrounds and beautiful projects, to understand what drives them and makes them move forward. Discussions that I hope will encourage you to think outside the box, cross your boundaries, and develop your own brilliant projects. Makeup is definitely art. I just always found it fascinating how how makeup transforms someone and how someone looked with makeup, and I just always thought it was beautiful. She has the power to beautify, illuminate, and empower anyone. Sophia Singh is a professional makeup artist. At the media outlet where I met her, in Zurich, she leads the team of makeup artists who make the journalists and anchors look their best every day before going on camera. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. Since her beginnings 10 years ago, Sophia has worked regularly for the biggest fashion magazines, both Swiss and international, such as Vogue or Vanity Fair. Every season, she travels to Paris or Milan for the prestigious fashion shows Chanel, Dior or Saint Laurent, among others. At home, in Zurich, the dark-eyed young woman in her 30s is constantly working on a new project and adds a shot a magazine. And she founded just a few months ago her own company, The Beauty Collective, an online beauty shop focusing on clean beauty and minimal waste products. In this discussion, we talk about beauty, of course, what is behind this term and how its conception has been evolving over the years. We talk about art and inspiration, because as you might have understood, for Sophia, makeup is an art. What I've also learned the last few years, there's always a way, you know, you always have to think out of, outside of the box. Or you just have to think of a plan B. But plan A is very scary sometimes, yes. The woman, who's been independent for eight years, explains to me how she's been able to develop, maintain and preserve one of her most precious assets, her network, composed of beauty professionals, artists, photographers, publishers and media all over Europe. Together, we talk about sisterhood, feminism and success. We talk about the freedom that independence offers, but also about the risks and insecurity that results. Sophia gives me her tips on how to organize and manage her days with the diversity of projects that she's working on. With passion, she finally comes back to the origins of the beauty collective and tells me about her commitment to the environment, which led her become an entrepreneur in a turn. From administration to marketing, Sophia demystifies the process of creating such a business, tells me about her fears and objectives for the years to come. To all those who want to understand better the beauty sector, to be inspired by Sophia's incredible work capacity and her confidence in the future, or in turn create their own projects, I invite you to plug in your headphones and let yourself be inspired. So Sophia, many thanks yeah. for coming to my place and accepting my invitation. Thank I'm super you. happy to have you on my podcast, Brillante. I'm very happy to, to hear your story. And to start with, I have one question that I like to ask. When you heard this adjective brillant, who were you thinking of or what were you thinking of? Do you have an example of a sparkling woman that you have in mind? Um, well, I think the name is really, really nice. I think when you told me about the name, it really sounds beautiful. And I think there's a lot of women which are sparkling. 
especially since I started my business, The Beauty Collective, I've met a lot of inspiring women who um, have their own brands. Do you want to have someone particular or? Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you have a name? Well, there's one woman I really like, I really admire is uh, Andrew Rupal from Abati Swiss. She's the founder of uh, a natural skincare brand and she's very inspiring to me. She's been helping you to launch your business. She wasn't necessarily helping me. She was. Um, I actually met her um, two years ago, and I was really amazed about her natural skincare brand and about her philo philosophy and about all the work that she does besides um, her brand. And she was also a very inspiring person to me. So to start this interview, I would like to go a bit into the um, actuality. I mean, we've just mm -hmm. been through a difficult crisis, the coronavirus crisis. And of course, I guess as your business has been very much impacted uh, because all the events, uh, all the also TV shows and stuff have been cancelled. Yes. How has it been for you as a makeup artist during this time? Um, I think it was a very, it was definitely a difficult time for all freelancers and all makeup artists because um, the worst thing actually about the whole crisis was not only the virus or being afraid about the virus, but it was also the uncertainty because we didn't really know when we can go back to work or if we could go back to work. Some of my friends, they still haven't really had a lot of work in. So I think that was definitely the worst. And and also, you also think about the the values of your job, you know, how how important is your job in a crisis? And I think it was a tough time for everyone. What will you take? out from this time what i take out of this whole time um i think just being also really grateful to go back to work and having actually the jobs that i can do you know like i really appreciate working with people and um, doing their makeup having really great conversations and uh, it made me realize that i really love my job yeah that's nice <laughs> <laughs> so to understand a bit more who you are yeah i'm going to go back to your childhood Mm -hmm. uh, to your origins I know that you have Indian origins exactly your name is uh, Singh which is a typical Indian name mm -hmm. and I think that you grew up also in India how was it to grow up there um, I have to say I actually don't remember so much anymore <clears throat> we moved there when I was like um, a few months old and I lived there until I was three years old we lived in Pondicherry that's um, on the east side Southeast in India. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't really remember so much, but I went back a couple of times. I went traveling there as well. So I saw the whole north and I went down to the south. But you still yeah. feel really much connected to India? Um, there's parts of it I really feel connected. I love, the, I love the art and I love the culture and obviously the food as well. <laughs> and um, But I have to say I'm, I'm definitely more Swiss than Indian. I grew up here and yeah. Because you moved back to Switzerland when you were... Uh, yeah, like three, four years old, yeah. Okay. And since then, you've been living in Switzerland, but not only. You've been living in Germany, you've been living in London, you've been traveling a lot. I know that you travel every year. Uh, you go to Bali really often. So where do you belong? Well, um, yeah, I that's definitely a big part of me traveling. I really, really love it. And I love to um, go on long travels as well. I love to see different cultures. It really inspires me as well. Um, I took a lot of um, ideas out of my travels. and um, But belong, I definitely belong to Switzerland. I really love Switzerland now. I think I've 
Um, I appreciate everything that I have here, this ability, the nature, um, also having a quiet life here. And also the network that I have really, really helps with everything I do. You're becoming old and wise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm 32 now. <laughs> well, actually, when you were young, what did you want to become? What was your dream job when you were young? I always wanted to be a makeup artist. I went to my mom and I uh, was keep telling her I want to be a visagist. And I've, uh, I've always loved the way how people look with makeup. I, I remember my first eyeshadow was purple my favorite color and it was like I think it was a Shiseido cream eyeshadow and it was really shiny and I just loved looking at the product and I I was also a person of a girl who wore a lot of makeup in school so my mom had to keep telling me that I should stop wearing makeup so I also <laughs> wanted to be a makeup artist yeah that's funny is it in in your family are you artist in your family no not at all I mean, my mom, she's now, um, when she got older, she did like an art course and she's now teaching um, kids with uh, disabilities. Um, she's teaching art in a school. But before that, no, never. I just always found it fascinating how how makeup transforms someone and how someone looked with makeup. And I just always thought it was beautiful. What is actually the job of a makeup artist in your opinion? I think uh, being a makeup artist is um having different skills of makeups you know like um almost like deeping into different industries different um or having different um clients i think it's important to understand all different sorts of makeups you know if you want to do ma uh, wedding makeup or if you work for a fashion show or if you work for tv um for a theater um it's all very different and i think a good makeup artist needs to have those kind of skills and like being able to do all different kind of looks and when i when i hear makeup artists for me it's also about making people feel beautiful or become more beautiful and yeah what do you think about this and also what is beauty for you how would you describe beauty um uh, the thing about uh, making someone more beautiful is definitely beautiful it's definitely a nice thing because you can really um give someone a service or um almost like a special day you know that's why they book you for weddings or for um, events it's very it's a very um the job that you get a lot of gratefulness out of it a lot of people are very grateful for your work which is beautiful what beauty in general is for me um i think uh, maybe it depends on the the person's inside for me like um Someone can be as beautiful as they are, but if they don't have a nice character or not a nice vibe, I instantly don't really find them so beautiful. So I think it's really about the person inside and what the the, the, the general package, I think, <laughs> that a person brings. And as a professional of beauty, if you can say, mm -hmm. I mean, at least that's the field you're working in, would you say that beauty has been evolving a lot in the last decade? Definitely. There's always big trends. I mean, even if you go back to the 20s or to back to to um, like 100 years ago, the makeup was completely different and the makeup, the beauty was also different. All the beauty standards were completely um, different and it evolves all the time. And I mean, even in the last 10 years, I think the makeup uh, trend was quite, quite um, strong. And now we can really see that it's kind of like going back into more like a natural look 
more skincare based and going back to like raw beauty we call it like the beautiful natural beauty talking about evolution of the mm -hmm. job evolution of beauty i think it goes with the evolution of the job of your job i mean i have the feeling when i try to understand the job of a makeup artist that it has been evolving a lot together with social medias mm -hmm. because nowadays you don't necessarily need to be a professional to speak about beauty to to i mean to create a video and to explain how to you know to do makeup how much has this been impacting your job um i think social media is definitely really big um impact for all of us um on one side um it's really great to use those tools for marketing reasons a lot of the times i get booked through instagram or i have a lot of uh, people i connect on instagram with but there's definitely also um the other side of youtube where a lot of people have their own channels and but i i think that's more kind of like another almost like a new industry because you have to have all those skills as well there you know you need to know how to cut a video you need to um know how to present um makeup on yourself and what do you want to give your followers and it's a whole other part there is a movement that was starting also on social medias which is uh which was like uh, four years ago uh this no makeup hashtag no makeup and that was also showing kind of an evolution of the society, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. We're starting with uh, Alicia Keys in, in yeah, 2016. Mm -hmm. um, all these celebrities that were showing themselves without makeup. Has this also been impacting everything, like your daily work? Maybe the way people are considering makeup or the kind of makeup that you've been asked for? Um, I definitely have uh, requests for natural makeups, definitely, especially in the advertising field or um, in the fashion industry. There's a lot of really natural skin. You can see the trend of it and you can see people don't want to have too much makeup on. They just want to have the the, the the natural skin. And and they there was a, um, a look called Raw Beauty that came out as well the last few years, which is more about being really your authentic um, yourself. But um, I don't necessarily have like requests of someone who books me and says like I want to have a natural look they can do it by themselves. But for magazines and for advertising, there's a lot of requests. Do you think it goes with uh, also an evolution of of uh, society in a sense like uh, more f feminist society? I think that's just more. I don't think it goes with that. I think it's in general just a. Um, a look um, evolution because um, there's always like a peak of a look you know there's always a trend and it comes to a peak and then there's the opposite coming basically and I think the last 10 years we had a lot of makeups um, especially influence from like Kim Kardashian or Kylie Jenner and I mean there's still a lot of people they, they love that glamorous look but uh, I think there's a lot of people also they they want to have the opposite Before we go a bit more into your career and how you learned, I have just one mm -hmm. last question. Is makeup an art for you? Um, makeup is definitely art. I think I started with makeup uh, because I wanted to be more artistic and creative. And I really love painting faces. It's basically painting faces. Um, and art, in, you have to have certain skills as well as an artist. You need to know, uh, you need to know more about shapes and graphics and how to achieve a perfect look. Um, definitely has that's definitely art and also the creative process how you create a shoot for example or how you prepare a look going through that process as well so how do you do 
when I do a, uh, when I create a look yeah I mean um there's different there's always different uh, clients I have so if I have a, a request for um, a private client who goes to an event um, beforehand I will ask what they request and what they like and then I look for references and uh, create a mood board and show it to them on the day and then we can decide if she wants to go with, with that kind of look or and we also adjusted to the, the 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 clothes that they usually wear um and if i work for a magazine um and create a beauty story for example there's always um there's always a um a mood a story that we want to achieve and then from there i go through references and i do some research and create a mood board so you get your inspiration through what exactly your daily life your travels Social medias. Um, there's a lot of sources of uh, inspiration you can get. You can get it from movies. You can get it from books. Um, but I think nowadays the the quickest way to find your inspiration is definitely Instagram or Pinterest or anything uh, in the internet because you can just research anything and, and get the images. Um, yeah, but also you definitely get inspired also by nature, color combinations. Um, in fact, I was just um, going for a walk the other day and I was on the phone with another makeup artist and I sent her a picture of the color combination of the flowers. I was like, hey, look at this uh, beautiful um, monochromatic color combination. She was like, oh, yes. And then we just found it really nice. You know, that's also something you can only talk to makeup artists about stuff like that. Or yeah. just artists. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. painters or... Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, color inspiration you can get from nature. Yeah. But for the, the technique and the de how mm -hmm. to do the makeup, I guess you learned this at school. So you went to Berlin for your school. Why yeah. did you decide to go to Berlin and what kind of school was it? Um, I was 20 and I, I've always want, uh, looked for the big cities. I always wanted to um, move to big cities. I was dreaming about that. And um, I, I was actually just looking for a school in Berlin that was experienced and I saw... The one, it was called Chico Chihan Academy. It was owned by a photographer and by a makeup artist. And they also had great contacts to the film industry and to um, fashion shows in Berlin. So I decided to do that course. It was six months. And we really learned um, every single part of it. You know, we learned um, some special effects as well. We learned, um, but also just in general, the skills, how to create a perfect look um, for the lips or how to create a perfect eyeliner. And that's definitely something that I have to say, I'm glad I did it because I learned all the different ways. Yeah. And so after this school, how did you do to, to, to start your career? You went to London, I think. Yes, exactly. But first I moved back to, to Zurich. I was working in Zurich for a little bit and I was working for Bobby Brown and MAC Cosmetics. I think it was like eight or nine months and then saved some money and um, got an internship through MAC Cosmetics in Zurich and I went to London and I started to work there in Soho in the pro store. And then um, at that store I had a lot of Um, work colleagues who were already working as freelancers so I started to assist them I went on shoots with them um, and also because I was working at this particular store in Soho there, there was a lot of industry people who came into the store because we had all the colors and yeah I just met a lot of interesting people at work and I started to help them on shoots and then um, suddenly I got more and more contacts and it's all about the network and Because then you, you started to work for magazines, 
I know that you work for really famous magazines like Vogue or Vanity Fair. You also went to many fashion shows, which was one of your dreams back then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Can, can you explain a bit? Why was it your dream to work for fashion, fashion shows? Um, I think it just started all very early. I was always fascinated about them, all the big shows in Paris. I was always looking at um, magazines. Uh, I spent so much money on magazines back in the days. And I was looking at those like different looks. And I just thought it was so cool to create all these different makeup looks. Because that's really something when you go to shows, you have to be able to do, to create anything, you know. You, you get a look shown by the, the key makeup artist. Uh, makeup artist who's in charge of the show and then you have to recreate it and you have to be able to recreate it and it's almost like a second school you do you know you start there and you just go through so many shows and so many designers and so many looks and I've always um, that was always very fascinating for me and I love the style of it because there's again there's different styles if you work more in the tv or the film industry you have um, you have complete different um, look at makeup You know, so I always lo loved the glam and the creativity back then. But I think, I guess it's quite a competitive industry because, of course, as you say, it's uh, glamorous, it's fashion, it's luxury. It's really the kind of industry everyone is dreaming of. How do you do to establish your name, to make sure that people are going to call you back? Because it's basically you are working in as an independent and you have to make sure that you don't get forgotten. Yeah, um, I think it's a bit different in London than in Switzerland. Um, you have to push really hard so they don't forget you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, what I've really learned is, uh, I think one part that I was very lucky about is um, I always had a lot of friends around me who were makeup artists as well. And they were a bit older than me and they kind of like showed me how the whole industry works. So um, one of my friends... Um, Which is already part of the network. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it really came naturally. I met all these people and then I was keep looking for the contacts, how to get into these shows. And then I met this girl, um, she was working with me and she really helped me to get into the shows. She gave me the right contacts and she told me I should email them as much as I can so they they would recognize me. And But by then you have to have a, a good portfolio. You have to have some work done before because those agencies, they will look at your portfolio, they will look at your references of clients that you had. And yeah, and I think it's um, it's also a build up. You know, you can't do all the shows just immediately. You have to like start with one or two shows, and then you go to the next season and maybe do four shows and just be um, really aware at the show and like and try to do, create as many looks as possible and just yeah, show them that you really want to be on the on their teams to make us feel a bit the dream. What was the best show that you did? Um, you know, I, I I did fashion weeks for almost four years. Um, so there were so many shows. I did Chanel and Dior, which was amazing to be backstage. And it was amazing to create those looks, beautiful models, beautiful setup. Um, but there was also smaller shows or um, more creative shows. And one of my really favorite shows was Manish Arora. And he's, he's an Indian designer. I think he's based in Paris and his look was inspired by Burning Man. So we used a lot of glitter and we just created a really um, beautiful eye makeup. And for me, that was one of the, the highlights. highlights yeah, in this in this time because I loved his designs. I loved his clothes. And um, I also worked with Kabuki, who was always uh, one of our main inspiration in makeup. He's a makeup artist that 
been that's been in the industry since the 90s so that was really nice to meet him and um yeah work with that team as we are talking about network mm -hmm. uh there is a concept that i'm always talking about that is this concept of sorority which is this um this network of women helping each other kind of solidarity between women and i was wondering do you actually experience this help between women i also ask you this because i follow you on social medias where you are quite active and i also see that you are always together with kind of same kind of women also for your project the beauty collective mm -hmm. um through your career have you see, have you experienced this help and uh yes i think i've always had really great women around me um first as a makeup makeup artist i always had a lot of um girlfriends who were doing the same things and We kind of shared jobs. When I got a job in and I couldn't do it, I gave it to one of my friends and they gave it to me uh, back to me. And I mean, in our industry, there's a lot of women anyway. So we were just a lot of girls always. Um, and we always worked really well together. I never experienced um, any anyone who didn't support, it, support someone. So that was that back in the makeup um, times. And now as a, since I opened the Beauty Collective, I really um, experienced it even more because there's a lot of women, a lot of great women I met who got their own label, who've been working for this label for quite a long time and they do events together and I was very lucky that I um, met a couple of them and could do events with them. They introduced me to other girls and then I did um, different events in a different city and I really see there's a lot of support there. Do you think there is really this willingness to help other women? Yes, definitely. In their projects. I think it's also it definitely that. And I think it's also, for me, I got a lot of help, I guess, because I'm doing something. I'm not like a competition to anyone. I just do my own thing and I do. And I think there's not a lot of girls who've got the same business than I have. So I think my business that just works a lot, works really well with other um, labels. Um, For collaborations. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But in general, like, there's so many women I met who who told me like I should they, I should message them if I need any help and it was they're very very supportive it's really nice to work with all of them actually would you describe yourself as a feminist um definitely a feminist <laughs> not an active one but uh 100% standing for equality and um, I think the whole movement that's been going on for the last uh, few years um, I think it's a very The Me Too movement and... Everything, yeah. There's there's just... I mean, we all know there's just too many things that happened that, uh, that shouldn't have happened. And But it's great also to see how everything is evolving. And I think it's also a very interesting time to live now. I'm now going to, to move to your next step. Uh, last year, in 2019, you launched the Beauty Collective, which is an online shop for environmentally friendly and natural beauty products. This is your big project at the moment. I think it's really interesting because it's green beauty. Uh, it's something quite new here in Switzerland. It exists, but not so much. And uh, I would like, of course, to go through all this process. But to start with, how did your interest for green beauty started? Why? Well, it started quite a while ago, actually, when I was um, still working for uh, big uh, makeup brands and I was uh, looking for a solution to use more cruelty-free brands. And then I started to use... What do you mean by cruelty-free brands? Just brands who don't test on animals. 
So any, because there's a lot of big companies, they, um, for example, sell their products in China and there's an, there was a new law coming out in 2013 that all the brands who sell their products in China, they have to basically test on animals. So when that came out, I kind of like started to look for brands who weren't testing on animals. And then I came into more into um, vegan beauty. So I was looking, I was using a lot of vegan products. Um, like Urban Decay and there was a lot of um, um, American um, vegan brands that came up. And from then, I started to look more into ingredients because I just noticed there's a lot of chemicals in it. And from um, from that time, I started to look more into green beauty and natural products. Um, and yeah, started actually five years ago using only natural products for myself and then tried to use it as much as I could in my makeup kit as well. And I could always see positive feedback from customers and from, from clients. Everyone was really amazed about like natural products, which were actually really good for you. Yeah, that, that, that has always been quite a big passion for me to look for new products. Then you, you created the beauty collective. At least you came up with this idea. Um, When did it actually start to come in your mind that you had to create something for yourself? I was never thinking about having an online shop, to be honest. I was just thinking, it just, it came suddenly because I was looking for so many things and there was no platform or no shop where I could get all those products. And especially because we don't have Amazon in Switzerland, there's a lot of products um, they sell on Amazon and I couldn't order it to Switzerland. They they didn't deliver into Switzerland. So I was like, keep thinking, how can I... um, I sometimes I had to ask friends to ship it over to me and then I was thinking I just want to have a platform where you can actually buy all those products that I need and I also have to say when I started to look for um, good products to create from uh, to, to have on my own job I just noticed there were so many new brands you know in the market so many great makeup brands so many brands who are um, uh, cruelty free vegan and um, or sustainable alternatives for makeup artists so then you thought, okay, I have to create an online shop. What was the first steps then? Did you, I know that you are working together with Ivanka. Maybe you can explain. Mm-hmm. Did you all, like since the beginning, were you working together with your partner, Ivanka? Or have you been starting alone? Have you, how was it exactly? Um, Ivanka, she's a really good friend of mine. And um, we started to meet for coffee. And um, it just came up as a as an idea to create something together because she already has an online shop where she um, sells jewelry on. And I was keep looking at her page and she does such nice still life and nice product shots. Um, I was so fascinated about her work. I was keep telling her, let's just do something together. You're so good in your, um, in your part. And um, and then I think it just came out of like a lot of coffee dates, what we should do, what we could do. And I came up with the ideas and she basically created it for me. She created what, the what whole website. She, she created the whole website. She took all the product shots. She created the Instagram as well. Um, she basically did the whole, the whole like visual part. And I brought the ideas and I also brought my network and the concept text that I already had. And I I could use those products when I'm while I'm working, so it was kind of like a perfect uh, combination working together because she can she's good in everything that I can't do. So it was just great to work with her. It's a big it's a big topic for new companies, startups, uh, partnering with people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not going really well. For you, was I the think, perfect couple? I, I think it was the perfect match because she's really great in everything that I'm not you know she can she she's good in everything that I don't like to do 
she's um with all the designs and all the the whole IT part that I don't really enjoy to do and she loves it um and also working with her together it was amazing because uh, I think we are both very um when we do something we want to do perfectly and uh, we also um creative even when we have deadlines we know we we can we can do we we basically do our work when we need to do it she got a new job in last uh, i think last december and then um unfortunately she can't work for um the beauty collective anymore but um i think we prepared it really well together and now i do it by myself so what does that mean exactly like financially i know it's a, i guess it's quite a big topic because you need some some budget to create such a shop even if it's online you need some budget to buy the products you need some budget to create your company to create your website to have the design um how did you do um, um and also together with ivanka how do you organize all this what kind of company do you create can you explain us a bit kind of the the details Yes, sure. Um, first, it was the idea, and then we—I had a friend of mine that 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 created a shop as well. So I was asking her where she went and um, how she created her limited company. And she actually told me she went to startup.ch. And for us, it was just the easiest way. Um, they prepare you the all the contracts and um, um, they tell you exactly what you need to do. So it was like it was actually quite a short process to create the company and then obviously you have to create your bank account and invest the money um and from as soon as we had that that was that was a process of i think two or three months and then all the other parts came creating the logo um doing the whole branding and then i think the last part we did was actually ordering the products we were already researching all the products before but then and we also tested all the products before and then the orders we just did at the end but we were very lucky in everything that we've done because um we had a lot of friends around us who helped us with with um with their skills like we created videos and clips and um photo shoots and obviously there there's a quite a lot of friends of mine they were really keen to help me um and then on the other side uh, i also have a big space at my place where I can keep the stock room so it was just all folding perfectly into into the whole thing so you didn't ask a bank for money no we invested both just for a limited company it was our With own your money personal savings yes exactly yeah I mean we started quite it's quite a small amount that we invested for you have to invest 20,000 for a limited company and we're still working with that money so it's not um we wanted to try by ourselves you know and we knew we can reinvest the money as soon as we get it so that's that's the way how we do it so then you said that you were selecting the products and ordering all the products what kind of products do you have how did you make the selection so there's a few criteria that we have we have um the most important thing is cruelty free that it's not tested on animals um then um there's actually two parts that we have in our online shop one part is um the clean beauty where we um, carefully select products from independent brands and mostly from European brands as well. We just try to be as sustainable as possible. Everything has to be at least 80% um, organic and goes up to 100% or like um, 98% organic ingredients. Um, the other really important part for me is that it, that it works. I test the product and then I need to make sure that it actually works for myself. 
because I don't want to have anything on my online shop that's um, that I know that I can't really use. Um, then the second part is um, also the min minimal waste part. Um, that's created more for makeup artists, I guess, because we have a lot of products, a lot of tools, um, which create, which kind of like minimize the waste in the beauty industry. So um, we have um, quite a lot of applicators, you know, for lip glosses or for mascaras. You have to use an applicator to go into your mascara because you don't want to use the same mascara on every single person. Um, and that has always been something that kind of annoyed me because I used so many of them. And then I just saw a whole plastic pile next to me and I was keep thinking, are there not other alternatives or are there not alternatives for cotton pads? Um, because I was using so many. And then the last few years, I just found more and more options. So that's just one part as well, that, it, that it's a sustainable um, product as much as possible. So now you've been out for... A few months, almost one year, I think. When, when did it start exactly? Um, in October? In September, September, exactly. 25th of September, yeah. Now you start to have quite a nice community. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest investments, at least in time, is uh, marketing. Mm -hmm. How did you do? How do you, do you have some tips? Do you have some learnings? What have you been learning that was really like I changing the way you do marketing for your platform? Oh, well, there's so many things I've learned um, this the last few months. Uh, so many new skills as well, so many new tools. But the um, what definitely works um, very well is this design, I think, in our page that you create. Um, first of all, that you that you show that you, the product is great and has it's a good it's for a good cause as well. Um, creating like a beautiful page, creating a beautiful website. Um, cross promotion definitely working with different brands together um, yes you did a lot of collaborations exactly pop-up events uh, for us it's very important to show the product as well to our customers because they need to try it it's not like a clothes or um, ceramics where you can look at it and you buy it you, need, you really need to feel and taste it but I think a big part is definitely the online marketing as well um, uh, Google ads then Instagram and Facebook ads where you just Because especially for online business, um, you have to really um, be aware that you have to keep on producing content. And I think the, the 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 biggest thing is definitely Instagram as well for us, where we create different stories every day. We create different... Um, but you say moods. we, but you are alone today. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I keep saying we because I still have a few people who help me. Like um, I have a small team of um, someone who of helps friends. me with the IT and someone who helps me with the online marketing. So I don't really feel I'm doing it by myself. What was maybe the most difficult part of all this, all those pro all this process? Have you been scared maybe when you started the beauty collective? I uh, think it was the beginning. Yes, I was very nervous actually because I was telling so many people already about it. I was keep telling everyone, and then everyone was keep asking me. So when do you open? When do you open? Then I was like, Oh my god, it's coming close! It's coming closer! But then I got a lot of really nice feedback and um, we created our first event. So there's a lot of stuff that you just don't know at the beginning. You don't know how many people are coming to an event. And I think if I would start my business now, a year later, I would do so many things different as well. Like what? For example, having more people for pop-up events, you know, who helped me having more um, products from the beginning because we started quite small with a very small um, stock as well because we also didn't know what's going to work because some of our, the brands that we chose, we really like it, but certain people don't like it. Or, so, or for some reason, we can't sell it to certain people or to 
Um, so I think that's um, looking back now. I know what kind of works, so we'll probably get more orders of those. Um, I think just no. I actually have to say it, we did a lot of things very good, um, but there's always obviously when you look back, you can do things better. And what has been the biggest learning, if you had to find one? The biggest learning, I think, for me, using my computer every day and um, <laughs> all those tools that I have to use, all those different apps. And, um, yeah, I've never really worked a lot on my computer. I mean, obviously, yeah, you do normal admin stuff, but not um, creating, you know, um, all these things on your website that you have to do blog content and that was definitely a whole new learning or adjusting images for your website or um, using different fonts and all that. So actually creating the whole website and using all those tools and yeah. What is your, maybe do you have a project that you want to talk about uh, that's coming or do you have a, also a dream for the next years? Um, yes, there's so many beautiful uh, collaborations I could do already and there's a lot of other collaborations um, also ahead. But one of my uh, one of the things that I'm most excited is that I I'm gonna have a pop-up with Buy Food with Plastic. That's um, an NGO based here in Zurich. One percent of our sales goes to these NGOs and I've been we've been having a really nice um, collaboration together. They came to my events last year as well. So This September, we're going to have our um, first year anniversary with them. And I'm going to have a little showroom in their space. And they're going to have a gallery. Here in Zurich. Yes, um, it's close by Lochergut. And they have a small gallery there um, and office spaces. And there's going to be um, my my products in a showroom, basically. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. And in the in if we say like in two years, what would you like to have? Maybe a, a physical shop of your own? I would really like to have um, a refill beauty shop, you know, also with a nice um, coffee place where you can refill your products, um, where you can feel and taste the products, um, just everything really nicely made. And I think it's probably going to be also more like a multi-business with um, some other friends who want to have the same project or business. Um, yeah, that would be nice. But I think until then, I'm still gonna I'm gonna keep on doing makeup and I'm gonna build my brand and yeah. So I think we've we've yeah we've done the tour now. Yeah. I'm going to finish <laughs> uh, this episode by asking you some short questions. Mm -hmm. What are you scared of? What am I scared of? I mean, um, owning a business and I'm I'm also self-employed since almost um, eight years. You always have the fear of not having enough work. But I think what I've also learned the last few years, there's always a way, you know, you always have to think out of, outside of the box and you also have to be flexible and be maybe able to do different things, not only that, but I think... To diversify your activities. Yes. So you have to be able to do not only your job, you have to... Or you just have to think of a plan B, you know. But plan A is very scary sometimes, yes. <laughs> If you were a man for 24 hours, what would you do? Oh, <laughs> um, I would probably hang out with all my friends <laughs> and just get real the real insights <laughs> of men when they hang out together. To hear the stories? Yes, just to see how they really are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would probably go on a date with someone. Good one. W what inspires you? What, how do you feel, feed yourself? 
intellectually or your creativity? There's a lot of blogs I read. There's a lot of uh, things online, like uh, webinars I've done, especially like the last few months. Um, just people that re that that are inspiring for me. People I I see on in, uh, on Instagram or in general that I see um online. I love um also TED talks. You know, um, it's it's always really inspiring for me to see people who've already achieved um certain things in their life and can give tips out of it. Yeah. How do you do to organize your life with all the different jobs, different activities that you have, also the uncertainty that you have? What is your tip? I'm still creating it, basically. Um, there's always new things coming. And I think being, what helps me the most is having a structure, knowing, okay, after seven o'clock, I don't work anymore. Um, having weekends off or having, ex especially having at least one day a week where you don't do anything, um, that definitely helps. But it, a part of that there's still a lot of things that are coming in and you just have to you kind of find a way <laughs> to do it but I mean the most amazing thing is that all the requests and all the work that I do I really love to do and then it doesn't really feel like work another question do you have a beauty tip something for for me <laughs> for, <laughs> for you us? no but for, for the people that are listening you are an expert in this you know how people are behave I think the most important thing is um Cleanse your skin every day. Really cleanse it. Use either oil cleanser or use um, maybe um, use like a micellar water. Um, drink a lot of water. That's super important as well. Sunscreen and use a lot of um, face oils. <laughs> That's what I really like. I just feel it really hydrates my skin. And um, I use it in the mornings, evenings, and I use eye cream as well. So definitely hydrate your skin in from inside and out. And use sunscreen. With cruelty-free products. Exactly. <laughs> From the Beauty Collective. <laughs> Super nice. I have my last question. Yes. Who would you like to hear in this podcast? Um, I mean, there's one, as I said, uh, Anju Rupal. She's very inspiring. I think she would be uh, great to talk about um, so many different topics about her NGO that she has in India. She helps... Um, um, girls going uh, going back to school to read and um, um, and write again so she's definitely a very inspiring person so we start with her and we yeah. finish with her thank you very <laughs> much Sophia perfect thank you <laughs> that's it our discussion is over I hope you enjoyed it to help me grow brilliant feel free to rate this podcast with five stars and share it around you with your friends family or colleagues It's precious. And don't forget, as Sophia says, there is always a way. A bientôt sur Brillante.